I grew up in a Holy Ghost loving, tambourine clapping church. Mm-hmm. I mean, we weren't Pentecostal, we were Vineyard, but we were almost like Vineyard Pentecostal. Vineyard Costal. <laughs> High caffeine Vineyard. <laughs> and, um, and so I was very used to, you know, old ladies rolling around and shouting out in tongues and. And, you know, another dude laying hands on someone and that guy hits the ground and he wakes, you know, he comes back up five minutes later and he's healed of some disease. That was normal life for me and Vince. That was the kind of church we were um, brought up in. It wasn't like that every Sunday, but we did experience it a lot, especially during times of, of outpouring. And so when I moved to the South, which I love, I've been in the South like a decade, Yeehaw. I didn't realize there were so many people that didn't believe the Holy Ghost was cool. I didn't know that. I was, it was like a culture shock that there were churches that didn't believe the Holy Spirit was operating the same way today that he did in the Bible. That was very new to me. And, and so, like, I wasn't prepared for it. I actually had to then dig into doctrine. And, you know, I had a great mentor. Uh, his name is Jack Deere. Um, and so you can email him if you hear heresy coming out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> his phone number is... Uh, he's, uh, his email address is jack at justkidding.com. <laughs> nice. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I had to actually be convinced. I had to really study uh, so that I could show myself approved, so that I could talk to people about, well, yeah, the Holy Spirit is still doing stuff. In fact, I don't, I don't really have to teach you. Let me just introduce you to him. Exactly. You know, that's, that's the preferable way to do it. But um, the Bible is the more sure word of prophecy. Every word in this is perfect, guys. I love this book. Just dive so deep in this book. There are mysteries that you will find day after day after day and just fulfilling verses. Anyway, um, so the question in a lot of churches is this. Are the gifts of the Holy Spirit for today? Are they still in operation? And I want to give you a couple quick, a couple verses just to back up um, the reality that the Holy Spirit is alive and well and doing the same cool stuff today. Um, the first one is uh, 1 Corinthians 1.7. It says, You do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. And so there's a clear connection in 1 Corinthians 1-7, that verse, where there's a clear connection between us possessing the gifts of the Spirit until the return of Christ. Um, We need the gifts so bad in the church. And one of the main verses, my life verse, is um, Ephesians 4-11-13, where it says he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors, and some to be teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry and the building of the body until, say until. I love when preachers do that. Say until. <laughs> say it again. I'm in kindergarten. <laughs> I will. Okay. So um, <laughs> I, won't do, I won't do that too much. <laughs> say don't do that too much. I'm just kidding. Okay. So um, <laughs> Ephesians 4.11 says um, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and to the maturity that is of Christ. And it, it, it gives th- like three different untils that are very important. And so you can just look at the church right now and, you know, does the church operate in the s- same power 
and consistency and love that Christ did when he walked the earth. Does the church have the same power of Christ right now? Do you see a unified church walking in the same power that Jesus demonstrated when he walked in Israel? That means that we still need prophets who prophesy and evangelists who evangelize. And we need all the gifts until the church, it's for the training and equipping of the body for the work of the ministry. And so there's another verse to put in your, your ammo pouch. We know the Holy Spirit is still working today because of... 1 Corinthians 1.7 and Ephesians 4.11. And man, I've got so many of them. I'm trying to think of what. Go ahead. Uh, one of my life verses uh, has always been uh, Luke 11.13. I was born November 13th, so 11.13 pops out to me everywhere I see it. Uh, but it says, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, mm, how much on. more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit Yes. To those who ask. Now, we grew up, like Jeremy was saying, in a vineyard church where it was, where the Holy Spirit is it's normal. I remember when I received uh, the gift of tongues and I started, that started to manifest in my life. I was six and a half, seven years old. I'm, I'm standing next to my dad. He's singing in tongues and I go, I want to do that. And so I started doing it. I didn't, it wasn't like an angel came over and like grabbed my tongue and went, blah, 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 and that's not how I got it. It didn't rush upon me. It was, I said, I want that. I want that. And, and God said, you got that. You know, like, mm-hmm. and, and so like, there's, there's a reality to, we are, yes, Lord. Huh. Um, there's a reality to like, if you want it, get it. You know, like the, the gifts are available. We've been blessed in the heavenly places with every spiritual blessing. We have access to anything that's in his kingdom because we are king kids. You know, and so we, we really, one of the things that Jeremy and I love to do is to just demystify that, that thing and, and get rid of the, the crazy, now there's, we, we want to have real understanding that men of God are, and women of God are like to be honored because everybody deserves honor, but they're not to be worshiped. And there, there's nothing special about us except for that we have a microphone and you don't. And a great beard. And a great beard. <laughs> And, and so the, there, there's nothing that is uh, special about us except for that we have, we're, we're doing it. You know, like you get the anointing on you for other people. And so we really want our, our congregation, the people that we influence, to be walking in this stuff because it's available. Why wouldn't you want to be able to walk in this? Why would God, why would God withhold his hand of these things if you're asking for it? You know? Does that make sense? You guys tracking? Mm-hmm. That's good, Vince. You know, I... I went to a ministry school that highly focused on growing in like the gift of prophecy and, and being really bold and you know laying hands on any stranger you see with any kind of affliction. And so um, you know, I got super excited and immersed in that kind of risk-taking culture. And, and there's <laughs> like so much teaching on the gifts. By the end of it, Lord forgive me, I was sick of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I, like... And, there, I, and I was in the wrong place, you know, in my heart about it. But what came out of it was really, I just wanted Jesus. Mm. I wanted to be like him. And, and it had worked. What the Holy Spirit was doing in me had worked. See, what I was doing is I was trying to manifest a gift. I was trying to operate out of a gift. I was trying to 
listen to the Lord, you know, activate, stir up that fan into flame, that gift inside of me, and like move in the prophetic. And, and, um, and I got tired of it to the point where like, like when I would, I would ac- accurately prophesy a word of knowledge and someone would be crying and getting touched by the Lord, it wouldn't affect me at all. Except for this, I would think this isn't enough. This is, this is lame. We've seen people get healed. We've prophesied accurately. Lame, 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 lame. Give me Jesus. I want to manifest the nature of Christ. I don't want to just like move in a gift. And that's why I love teaching on the gifts because it almost tricks us into chasing after the giver. Because you'll start to prophesy accurately and think this is awesome. And then six months down the road, you'll think prophesying is nothing. I need the prophet. Healing is nothing. I need the healer. And guys, we were born in his image, but reborn in his nature. That means that day after day, you are being faithfully transformed into like a Christ man or a Christ woman on the earth. Philippians 1.6 says that he who started a good work in you will be faithful to carry it to completion. It's almost like, like Mary, you know, she's, she, Jesus is crucified and gets buried and then she, she comes to the tomb, and there's some angels, and they're like, what you doing? She's like, get out of my way and give me Jesus. You know, like, there's, there's a hunger in us for, I just want Jesus. Like, and once you've seen him, once you've been with him, once, once you've actually touched, like, God for real, you're, you're done. It's, it's over. Like, you, people can have all sorts of manifestations. You, you can, I, I had a similar situation to Jeremy, went to the same school. I went a few years later, and I would move in, in great, great, even power. We had a revival hit the, the school, but it, I wasn't alive on the inside because I still, I just needed Jesus. I'm talking revival where it's like you walk through a crowd and you're like, boom, boom, People are like begging you from out of state or out of the country to, to lay hands on, on them and heal them. And you're just like, fine. And you go home and you're like, Jesus, are you like, thanks for touching those people. Can you touch me too? And so we, we want to move in power, not just for other people, but for our, ourselves. So we, we are, and that's, the, that's when the most power comes is when he's right there with you and, and you're, he's, he's talking in your ear and you're, laying hands on people and it's a partnership it's not it's not a slavery it's not it's not serving him it's partnering with him yeah it's being possessed by him in a, in a not weird kind of way <laughs> so we like to keep the main thing the main thing maybe slightly weird <laughs> and the main thing is growing in friendship growing in friendship with jesus and as you grow in friendship with jesus it's almost like you accidentally start acting like him it's not like we're really good at sanctifying ourselves, are we? No, we just hang out with him. We hang out with Jesus. And as days go by, we, we look back and we realize, oh, I, I've accidentally healed, encouraged, and prophesied accurately over so many people over the past mm-hmm. year. And it, it's just like this overflow of your friendship with the Lord. So I have to say stuff like that. I know all of you guys know that and understand it, but... Um, you know, there really is an opposition to this kind of stuff um, in the Bible Belt. And, you know, we, we face it regularly of people um, just being, being scared that we have gone off into 
New Age land or, um, you know, we've gone off into Gnosticism and mysticism. And, and so that's why I'm saying all these um, recovering our hiney statements <laughs> that Jesus is the main thing. He is our goal. We love him. We want to be just like him. We want, to, we want to hang out with him every day. We want to be so excited to wake up in the morning and just talk to him. And um, all these gifts just come out of that place of love. I've so, got a funny joke for you later. Just remind me of that covering thing. <laughs> Bong. Um, what was I just about to say? Oh, we're going to do ministry. I've got some words of knowledge. Yeah. Um, so a word of knowledge is, is when the Lord uh, uh, impresses on somebody uh, something that they could not know naturally. So whether it's uh, a, a sound that they hear with their physical ear or it's something the Lord speaks to their spirit or their heart, a uh, picture that comes to their mind in some way, shape, or form, he communicates that to them, and then they give it out for the benefit of, of uh, somebody else. Now, I, when I was standing up here and Jeremy was speaking, I felt, uh, or it was almost like I heard it, uh, almost a buzzing. You know that, that sound that's like deep in your brain when you're hungry? and you need to like eat something or drink something like immediately, do you know that, that feeling? I felt that, I almost heard it like behind my left ear. I felt like that was the Lord showing me that somebody, either on Periscope or here tonight, has, has that kind of a ringing in their ear or some, something, in, especially in your left ear, uh, that you have a constant hearing issue in your left ear. Is that anybody in the room? Or let us know on, is it your left ear? It's b- both ears. One, two, three, four. All right, why don't you guys stand up? (laughs) And me. uh, I'm pretty sure the Lord wants to heal anyone with hearing problems, so you might as well just grab that word. Yeah, (laughs) anything that's that's with your ears. Anybody on Periscope got that too? We're going to pray for everybody. All right, if you're near these people, why don't you just stretch a hand towards them? If you're close enough to touch them, touch them in an appropriate place. We don't want any weirdness going on. Holy Spirit, we know that you are still healing people, because there's no reason for you to stop doing that, because it's one of your favorite things to do. So God, heal right now. Uh, heal these ears. Even, even right now, the, the Lord is removing that buzzing bee out of your ear. Mm-hmm. Just unpop all those ears, Lord. Yeah. Make them work right. Open them up. We speak to the ear canal. We say open. We speak to every nerve affecting the hearing. We say function properly. In Jesus' name, we speak to the blood flow around the ears and say, function now, yeah. in Jesus' name. We speak to every, everyone, I, every one of those Heal. little hairs in the Heal ear Lord. that are meant for sensing sound mm-hmm. that have fallen off. We say, regrow, in Jesus' name. Yeah. Every perforated eardrum, uh, every, uh, anything, that, anything with the eardrum that needs to be repaired right now, the Lord is, uh, is restoring putting new skin over the and and he's restoring your spiritual hearing too. Sometimes the Lord will, will do that simultaneously. He'll he'll not only open up your ear uh, physically, but he'll also do it spiritually. If you've had a hard time hearing from the Lord and you and you've had something there's a, uh, there's a few of you in the room that have really needed to hear from the Lord and you haven't been able to about your next step in life. Uh, I want you to lay hands on your own ears right now and the Lord's going to open up your ears to hear him for this next step. Lord, we we prophesy right now Open doors and open ears. Yeah. Ears to hear and eyes to see what, is, what the Lord is doing in the church 
now and what he's doing in our lives, Lord. We want, we want to know uh, what you are doing. So I ask that you would open up these ears to hear your next step. In Jesus' name. Any difference for, for you guys physically who, who had a physical hearing issue? The buzzing go away. Is there any, any difference at all? <laughs> Michael's about to fall out. I actually hear a high-pitched sound right now. Is someone's phone going off? Oh. Let it not be needed anymore in Jesus' name. Any difference? It's okay if it's not. I'm not offended by not having power. I'm only offended at myself. You know who doesn't need hype? The Holy Ghost. He doesn't need it. Like he, we just simply operate in love. We don't have to. We don't have to like exaggerate. We don't have to try to twist his arm. He doesn't, he doesn't need us, like, hyping him up. He has a perfect track record of healings and miracles. So um, we're not the type who just, like, get super rowdy and, like, shout at faces and, ah! you know, it's not our personality. Some people have that personality, but we just like to, uh, we just like to say what the Holy Ghost is doing and then watch it happen. I had a dream four nights ago uh, where I was prophesying over a woman who was in telecommunications. Are you here tonight or were you at the conference? I didn't actually get a chance to prophesy. Anyone over uh, there? Telecommunications, like, or are you wanting to get a job at AT AT&T or Sprint? All right, no one is in telecommunications. Awesome. Might be Carrie. It's for another, another night. intern. I'm getting something. Um, Got to get my eagle face on so I can. You ever seen that when somebody gets like their eagle eye on? They're like prophesying at a conference, and they're like, <laughs> like "Whoa, don't look at me for a second. <laughs> I heard the, the word polyps in the throat or like mouth, like um, any kind of word stealer. I don't even, I don't know what a polyp is. I just heard it. I think it's like a bump, a bump of some sort, a growth. Okay, so that's kind of, that's kind of weird. And you might be embarrassed to admit that you have polyps, but there's power present. So if you've got any kind of polyp, we'll just pray for you. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. Fibroid on your thyroid. Okay. Anyone with polyp? Anybody with any kind of extra growth, polyp, anything that you do not want, stand up. Anything you don't want, anything that's on your body that you do not want anymore. Yeah. It does. I'll tell you all about that. Michael, can you pray for this girl right behind you, the lady in the gray sweatshirt? Yeah. You got to... Holy Spirit. And we need to get on Robin. We need to get someone on Robin. Pray for her. Again, lay hands in an appropriate place. Don't make anybody uncomfortable. <clears throat> Lord, we just release uh, your healing. We know that's inside of us, that you are the healer and you heal. So come right now. Rush over these bodies. Remove, remove the things that do not belong.
Yeah. And heart palpitations. I heard the Lord say heart palpitations at the same time as the, the polyps. Uh, that there's somebody with a with a weak heart that that it irregular heartbeat, and, and sometimes you'll be exercising, and, and you kind of have to Holy slow Spirit. down for a moment. Yeah, that's you. Go ahead and stand up, Lord. Right now, we we I bless your heart. I strengthen your heart right now. If the Lord can heal a, a paralyzed from like somebody who can't walk and let them walk, it's an even smaller muscle for for a heart muscle. So this should be an easy one. Strengthen your heart right now. I strengthen your heart in the Lord like David did to himself. No more heart palpitations. Let exercise be uh, easy and normal and, uh, and, and transformative. Holy Spirit, keep getting them. Thank you, Lord. We just welcome you, Lord. Yeah, every polyp, get out of here. We speak to the polyps. Get out of here. In Jesus' name. Paul Nopes. <laughs> hmm. Heal the throats. Heal yeah. the thyroid. No more polyps. Hmm. Oh, uh, I feel like a, there's a woman in here who has uh, skin that's not growing back the way that it's supposed to, or like just like a a wound that's taking forever to heal um it created or maybe maybe it, it did maybe it did grow but it's it's like a irregularity now anyone else i felt specifically like it was a girl i actually saw like i don't know if this is literally what happened but i saw like a, a skinned knee and shin and there's areas of uh scarring and, and it's not healing right but you've got that all right. Anyone else? Skin not healing right? He Wilson. saw in part. He saw the right ailment, just not the right gender. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Lord, restore yeah. Wilson's skin. Yeah. Completely. Lord. Right Thank now. you. Grow that we skin. say there's a balm in Gilead. <laughs> Put mm. that balm on him right now. Skin, you grow correctly Lord. right now in Jesus' name. By his stripes, you are healed. Is anybody named Jordan in here? Maybe there's somebody on Periscope that will see this later, but I, I heard the name Jordan, or maybe it's one of your family members. I, I, it's, uh, they're about to step into a time of uh, a lot of traveling that the Lord's going to bless. Um, and it's almost like crossing over the Jordan River, you know, like stepping into promises that you uh, have needed to walk in. And the Lord is saying, you're about to travel, and it's, your, things are just going to open up wide open doors. And if you want, have you ever heard a word and you're like, man, I wish that word was for me? Have you ever had that? You know what you do? You go like this. You say, if, if they're not going to take it, I'm going to take it. And you, you take it like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Lord gives generously. He he's, he's no respecter of persons. If you want what somebody has, just take it. Get your Jacob on, you know. In the spirit. Yes. Don't don't steal anything. <laughs> um, we wanted to actually prophesy over a few people. So who um, who really wants a word from the Lord tonight? Who would really like an encouraging word? Wow! It was like right along this line. There are three women that are the first people right along this this out. Okay, so um, you in the in the black shirt and the nice curly blonde hair. What's your name? 
Sheila, do you mind coming forward? We're going to hop down here. Was there anyone else that we were going to get up? Nah, we can do it. Okay, well, we're, we'll do it one more time. There, there are a few other people that, um, that we'll bring up here. So Sheila, I'm Jeremy. Notice we're smiling oh, and not being creepy. <laughs> That's how you prophesy over people on the street. You don't want to be weird about it. You just, hey, what's your name? So Sheila, um, what we're going to do is just listen to the Lord for you uh, for a minute. Vince is actually already getting stuff while I talk. I'm going to be long-winded, so he gets stuff from the Lord first. I already got it. And then... <laughs> And uh, we prophesy out of 1 Corinthians 14.3, which says, everyone who prophesies speaks to men, or in this case, women, for strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. And so we want to strengthen, encourage, and comfort you, and not embarrass you at all. We don't want to, like, expose, uncover any of that weird stuff. Jesus doesn't even see that stuff. He doesn't. So you'd actually have to be reaching into the wrong heavenly realm to pull out someone's past sins. You'd be not agreeing with the Lord. You'd be agreeing with the accuser. Sorry about that tangent. Just felt like throwing it out there. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Vince. Okay. Uh, There's been uh, people at work uh, that have kind of gone behind your back and and talked poorly about you, slandered you. Um, And the Lord is is coming in behind you and, and saying, and, and just like cutting off that 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 stabbing in the back, and he's he's going to restore. And not only is is the slander not going to be heard by the people that they're trying to uh, slander you to, but you're going to be promoted as a result of that. And, it, and, it, and it's going to like this is actually going to turn around. Just like the Lord works everything for our good, even the the pain of it right now, it's actually Him launching you uh, into into something bigger and better. I can tell by your eyes that I'm right on that. Yeah, actually, I heard I heard the word promotion right when he started talking, and um, and I also I saw like this incredible gift of organization and administration on you. You're able to make things run effectively and efficiently in an organized manner, and it's really from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit loves to hover over chaos and make order. And he's placed that same gift in you. You actually come alive when you see a mess that you get to that you get to fix. Is that right? And do do you go here? Have you just started coming here? Or is this your first time here? Second, Second time. Okay, I, th- I thought you were pretty new. Um, I'm going to put a time stamp on my on my word. I'm just going to step out there. I I believe that your your promotion and this whole process is going to happen in the next six weeks. And I want you to come back to me in six weeks and tell me what happened. And if nothing happened, you can stone me. <laughs> False prophet. Get out of here. Um, I also, I also believe the Lord is uh, coming to you in dreams uh, over the next six weeks, uh, where He, as uh, as truth, Jesus as truth, is going to come and uh, put. I saw Him putting like satchels on you, like uh, really giving you impartation and authority uh, in different things, giving you truths to where you know how like. Bill Johnson has, he'll preach, and he's just like dropping the mic all over the place. You're just like, gosh, does this guy not ever say anything, anything not quotable? You're going to get those kinds of things where the Lord speaks it to you, and you're, you're going to be like, whoa. And you'll like, you can put it on social media, and everybody's like, you're brilliant, unless you quoted that from Bill Johnson. And you're like, no, I heard that directly from the Lord, because that's, the, the Lord is like really marking you as a uh, truth bearer. Sheila, does that bear witness to your heart? 
<laughs> hey, do you feel uh, strengthened in, or encouraged or comforted in any way? Wonderful. Good. And we didn't make it weird, did we? Not awesome. too weird. <laughs> Thank you, Sheila. You're awesome. Bless you. All right. So, Vince, how did you get the, the word? What did you, what did you see, feel, hear, All right. smell? This is going to get weird. I'm sorry. That's how the Lord speaks to me. As soon as she stood up, I felt, not that I've ever worn a bra, but you know how in middle school, I, I, like, people would snap, oh, snap. snap the bra st- in the back? That's what I felt, and mm. I was like, oh, well, that's not cool. Like, Injustice. I know, not cool. And so I, I was like, what is that? And he said, it's a stabbing in the back. It's, it's, a, it's a teasing, uh, but then I saw the Lord take that, that pulling back, and it was, that was the launching. Like the Lord was saying, I'm going to use this to launch you. <laughs> I was like, all right. And, I, and as I'm getting it, I'm like, crap, I'm going to have to explain how I got this, because that was what I, <laughs> So the Lord speaks to me in strange ways. Yeah. And I, the, the way I got my word was just a quick little internal vision. I saw you, like, in an office, like, ruffling through, rustling th- through stuff, like papers, making it clear. And I, I saw you, like, um, almost hover above, like, all these different desks and cubicles and start speaking to things and moving desks in places and, like, setting up an office to run properly. And that's how I got the word about the organizational thing. Is any more of that accurate to your life? Definitely. Cool. Um, okay, along this line, there was, uh, I think, the woman right behind, Sheila. Yes, yep. come on up. Come on up. Hi there. Let's give her a round of applause. Bravery. What's your name? Tammy. Tammy with a C. Oh, with a C. Oh. Okay, Cammy. Awesome. Not Camry. Not like a... Okay. So, Vince, what are we going to do tonight? Okay, so... We're going to give you some words specifically about what the Lord's doing over the rest of the summer. Mm-hmm, How's mm-hmm. that sound? Yeah, it looks like it. It's good. <laughs> I, I felt actually, as you were already uh, moving up, that the Lord was um, moving on your heart to step into uh, some new relationships, that there are some uh, friendships that have been um, kind of, they've been on the edge, like you've kind of gone... I want to I want to be closer to you, but you've been afraid to to step into it. Uh, and the Lord is giving a green light for for these relationships, and they might be in business, they might be relational, like friendship uh, kind of thing. But I saw a real open door for uh, new relationships and restored relationships. Mm-hmm. I think in your family, do you have a sister? Is it Austin? Four sisters. You have family in Austin. No. Okay. Dang. Uh, and you're, are you the second oldest? Yes, I am. And so the third oldest um, is, is the Lord's restoring that relationship um, and, and really bringing like his, um, I'm trying not to, I don't want to look at you and, and read your face. Um, I, I, see, I see the Lord restoring uh, some, some things and, and bringing uh, a restoration of your opinion and their opinion of you Yeah, I'm going to, you go while I get more about that. All right. I saw uh, the Schlitterbahn. Have you ever heard or been to Schlitterbahn? I haven't been there either, but I heard that they have an amazing lazy river. And I saw you just floating. I saw you floating down this river, just like tubing. And um, and all of the, um, 
responsibilities and to-do lists were um, almost like paddling behind you, like trying to yell at you all the stuff that you should be doing and, and accusing you of being lazy, accusing you of, of taking an a unsanctified break. And, um, and that's just not true. You are not lazy. You're an amazing worker. But what I saw for you this summer was just a time of rest, a time of that, that lazy river where you just, you just get to float and be restored. And um, all that, um, that pressure to, to perform and get all this stuff done, I'll just break it off of you. In Jesus' name, it'd be a lot lighter after this. Yeah, as he was saying, uh, the pressure, I felt it. I felt like a clamp on the back of my neck that was like trying to like jerk you around and say, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. And there's all these rules that have built up from your uh, from yourself even, but from external sources that say, you, you can't do this, you can't do that. And the Lord says, you can. My promises are yes and amen. And he's opening up doors for you uh, to, to walk into those things that have been on your heart. Uh, and I believe that you have an entrepreneurial uh, calling. Um, and it's something that, that you haven't thought about since your early 20s. Um, and you, you've gotten into a career, and instead of doing uh, some of these, these things that have been on your heart that were your passions, uh, you've had to make money. Um, and the Lord's reopening that door of entrepreneurship. I'm not telling you to cu- quit your job, but the Lord's going to bring opportunities for you to, to step out and then do the things that you uh, have a passion for and not just waste money on them, but do it with passion have it come as a return to you also. You, you have healing in your um, hospitality. Like, uh, you can restore people um, really quickly and powerfully and, and make people feel at ease and bring them out of that anxiety. Yeah, when, in your hospitality gift. Is that encouraging? Okay, great. Somewhat accurate? Super accurate? Hey, I saw, um, since you've said the thing about coming out of a relationship now, I feel comfortable talking about it. I didn't want to, like... I didn't want to say it either. I didn't want to... I didn't want to... <laughs> I didn't want to touch on anything that is too close to the heart in front of people, but I just... I felt like um, the Lord said, basically, He was rejoicing um, about the situation. That almost like he had, he had snatched you out of a... Um, a dangerous or a manipulative situation. Yeah. So. And the frustrating thing about that is that this person was in the ministry. Mm-hmm. And so it's healing from the trust that you give somebody yep. in that position. You know, so I, I really want to come out on that. So thank you for that because yeah. I feel rescued in a way. So. Awesome. I want, you can. I want to share the, the, wor- or the picture that I had about that with you after <laughs> service. Because I don't want to do this in front of people. Because I think it'll, it'll really bring some clarity to what, what's going on. Thank you. And then there was another. Uh, right down the same row. Yes, come on up.
Yeah, there you go. And what is your name? Ivania. Ivania. Awesome. Okay, so what we're going to do is just listen to the Lord. Um, one time God told me that um, when Samuel was looking for the next king, you know, when he was looking for David, he wanted to anoint this uh, older brother, but um, the Lord said, um, I haven't chosen him. Basically, he says, I don't see as man sees, for I look on the heart. And the Lord said, I don't just look on the heart, I look from the heart, because only hearts can see hearts. And so tonight, what Vince and I are going to do is we're going to tap into the heart of God for you and talk about things that are on your heart, because um, he really just wants to strengthen, encourage, and comfort you. Does that sound good? All right, Ivanya. I heard the Lord call you uh, his dear one, uh, and, and there was a, <clears throat> like, t- for him, you're so, you're like, you're so dear, like, he enjoys being with you so much, like, I, there was like a jealousy that I could feel, uh, even before you even passed the poll, like, I could feel his heart saying, like, she, she's so dear to me, like, you know how there's that really important person in your family, like, you're that person where he goes, oh, I can't, I can't wait for her to be done at work so we can spend some time together, like, just a real, uh, romancing, but just just a real close friendship, you know, like a BFF kind of deal uh, with the Lord, and he's he's cultivating that, and he's he's doing that, uh, especially this summer, just really focusing on it, just you enjoying him and him enjoying you, and just the the play back and forth. Uh, so that that's why I felt of, of his heart for you. Uh, I just heard like inheritance, and what it made me think of is. Um like you have a, a sum of money that has been tied up that is to be coming to you. And um, <laughs> bear with me. Uh, I heard your name, Ivanya, but what I heard was Ivanka Trump. Do you guys remember uh, Donald Trump's first wife? I think one, of, I don't know what wife it was. Lord bless Donald Trump. Um, but anyway, I just felt like there was this Trump card that the Lord was going to play. Do you know what a, a trump card is? In, in, a, in a card of games, a trump card beats all the other cards. And so I felt like you felt like you'd been defeated in this game. But the Lord had a trump card that he was going to play that was going to beat your opponents. And it, also, it was financially related. And what, I mean, I, I don't know. I just saw, like, money tied up in, like, the, the red tape of... Um, like some kind of bureaucracy or like political spirit. And I, and I felt like that was coming to you. But if you don't know of any kind of inheritance coming to you, then we'll just classify it as wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to claim that. If you don't want it, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll classify it as wrong. You keep on believing. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I also felt like the Lord is... Uh, doing a lot with creativity with you. I saw you not only doing dance, but uh, painting and poetry that you just, you are just a, a cornucopia of, of creativity. And, and the Lord is uh, just so pleased with how, how much you've cultivated that in your life and, and really made that an important part of your expression of love towards him. And uh, he's going to give you more opportunity to do that. And I even see people like walking uh, up to you or knocking on your door and saying, the Lord told me to bring these art supplies for you and just like giving you art supplies that you can paint, you know, like just him miraculously um, setting you up for for being more creative because he enjoys it because that's you being like him, the creator.
Mm -hmm. And you are a, you're a pioneer in your family, like the first of, um, like the first to do many things. Uh, and like I saw just a risk-taking spirit, a pioneering thing where you, um, you face adventures, you, um, you came to the Lord, you faced um, opposition and uh, shameful um, treatment and words you know, thrown at you, and I felt like the Lord just sees you as his little persevering soldier daughter and, and a pioneer in your family. And um, does that, is, that, is that making sense to you? And I, I just felt like there was going to be um, a lot of family members that end up waking up and seeing who you are and following after your example in the Lord. Oh, I got it. Thanks, Ivanya. It's good to see you tonight. All right, let, let's, do, uh, let's do one more fun thing. Hey, Peter Lewis, are you still on, on uh, Periscope right now? Say yes if you are. Chat yes real quick. Oh, you missed out. Peter Lewis was on earlier. He said, I want a prophetic work, word on Periscope. As soon as you lose, buddy, you got to stay connected. Um, so, first person to say, I want one on Periscope, we're going we're gonna to give you a word. Nobody wants one. Okay, what's the person's name or handle? What's their... Oh, Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the first one to respond? Chuck was, okay. Horning? Yeah. Okay. Man, we know him so well. I know. This it. is a challenge. Why don't we do this? Uh, Becca, why don't you come up here? You're going to help us. Yeah, you. <laughs> Becca Nava. Becca Nava. You know Chuck Horning, right? You know who he is? Yeah. Okay, but you don't know him very well. Okay, good. Um, we're going to start, and what? as soon as you get something, just rip the microphone out of our hands. Um, is everybody saying, I want a word now? <laughs> Are they fighting back and forth for words? <laughs> Um, Chuck, I, I see, uh, I see you finally getting on, uh, a horse that has eluded you for, uh, for years and years and years. And, uh, you and I know each other. And so, you know, that I know your thing with horses. Uh, but I believe that there's something special with, uh, the horse. Uh, and it's, it's not, it's not ministry. It's, it's not the things that you're doing right now. It's something in the next month that's going to lock into place something special, uh, of a, of getting on the horse, almost like you've gotten off the horse, you've, you've fallen off the horse, you're getting back on, and uh, it's going to be awesome. Is he falling out in the spirit? <laughs> what do you got? I got the first part of it. So. Go. Go? Okay. I heard, do you want me to say like, what I heard? No. Just... Okay. Um, I heard wine press, so I just feel like God has reserved something in you that he's going to uncork um, now. Like, I don't know if it's a spiritual gift or just, um, yeah, I think it's a spiritual gift of um, something that he's reserved. And um, just like wine, it gets better with time. And so I think that he's going to just reveal that to you in the next month or so, um, mm -hmm. just a new, new level of his presence and um, a new gift or a heightened gift. Yeah. Great job. Thank you. Chuck, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting this Sorry. thing about the joy of, uh, and goofiness 
of childhood coming back on you in an increasing degree. And I felt like um, in all of your growing up, you won't be growing old. You'll just be growing in stature, like in the Lord, but not not old as in stale. Yeah. You'll I, I just feel a a growing up in stature, but as your stature is growing, it's like I see a restoration of just goofy childhood joy and and a silliness that, um, you know, you you came to Storehouse and and really blessed us with it, and um, and I and I just see it coming back in an increasing degree that 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 goofy childhood joy is coming back even is, more. Is Hefe is it is it Jeff Simons? Yeah. Okay. Jeff, I, I, because you're so aggressive, I'm just going to give you a, a word too. Uh, Jeff, I, I felt like the, the Lord was going to bring somebody uh, into your work environment that you're going to mentor and is going to almost be like uh, a duplication of yourself uh, in the workplace. Uh, not, not only uh, in work, but also spiritually that you're going to disciple them. And they're People are going to be like, oh, you were definitely influenced by, by Jeff because I can tell by the way you talk and by the way you minister to people and by your boldness and uh, you've taken on the aspect of the Lord that, that Jeff carries. And so Jeff is on our leadership team here at, at Storehouse. So uh, they're just getting blessed. That's why you got to get Periscope, guys. You miss out on these things if you don't have it. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, I got something to you. I- um, it's just going to come to me as I open my mouth. But what I saw was um, that that tree branch that fell on your car. This actually happened. I know of it. A tree branch, the tree branch that fell on your car back at, in that storm. I, I felt like it was a uh, like a prophetic sign. And even though it seemed like a bad thing, I felt like it was the Lord putting down His gavel that He is changing your ministry. That car represented ministry, and he has shifted you into um, something new that you've just started to to walk into. And that tree branch was it was the 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 verdict of the Lord that that you're in something new, and it has to do with a new car too. You know, but like, wait, there's it's, more. It's a Bob Barker prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I felt like it felt the bark g- like on a tree. <laughs> Oh! <laughs> anyway, there you go, Hefe. Love you, man. Uh, and I felt like there was two people in the room and one person on Periscope that uh, that need to be writing books. Who who is that? Put your hands up. All right, maybe I, there's a lot more. I need you to stand up. Okay, books. Because the Lord is an, is on books right now. Anybody responding on Periscope saying, "Yeah, that's me." Well, in rebellion. Um, First of all, let me say, writing a book is not as hard as you think. I've written two, and I help publish them. So if, you, if you're looking to publish, come talk to me after service. Self-promotion, that's okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, I'm going to pray for, for these, the anointing for this. Lord, uh, I bless these, uh, wow, almost a dozen people that, that, that need uh, to be writing your books. God, we just release the scribe anointing uh, from heaven. Wow, I just felt it come in the room. I need it. Um, God, anoint not only these, but, but myself and Jeremy and everybody who, who is supposed to be writing books and those who don't even know it yet. God, release the scribe anointing to, to, to prophesy what the Lord is speaking, not only in the church, but in the world, through mm-hmm. the, the medium of 
writing books. Bless their, their efforts. Make time available for them. Give them the discipline to do it. And don't hand it to them. Make them work for it, God. Make it, make it really good because they really get it because they really go through the, the good stuff um, because that's how you, you really get authority in it. And yeah. so I release authority in writing uh, in Jesus' name. Yeah, and I, I, I release that, that storytelling anointing that Jesus had to yeah. fall on these writers. Make us storytellers. They're just captivating. Yeah. We, lo- we love good storytellers. Amen. Oh, cool. Um, we've got a couple minutes. One, any any questions y'all have about the prophetic or how we predominantly get words, deliver words? Yeah, Wilson. So what, I mean, how do you get guys to get into that? Uh, how do you get into this to uh, get into this come to you? Or? How do we get into the prophetic flow? Yeah. Um, for me, uh, getting into the, uh, being able to get words and, and whatever has come by practice. Uh, literally just going, all right, I think I see this, I'm going to try it, and then like either doing really well and being really surprised, or just falling flat on my face and going, okay, that wasn't the Lord. Mm-hmm. That, that was really not the Lord. <laughs> um, and so it, through reason of practice, we, we discern what is, what is good and evil. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's what, it's in Hebrews. And so we... I've learned his voice by hearing it wrong and hearing it right. Uh, we actually, at ministry school, we would go down to the University of Georgia, and we would prophesy for five and six hours straight, a new person every ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, after a while, you, you can't give the same words over and over again because you're bored with them yourself, and you know that the person doesn't want to receive it. And so you, you kind of have to go, all right, brain off, spirit on, just go. And, uh, and you, you stop doubting. Uh, it says in James 1.5, if a man lacks wisdom and asks of the Lord uh, for it, and he doubts in his heart, he should assume that he won't hear anything from him uh, or won't receive from him. And so I, I decided to just remove the doubt from my mind that I, that I wasn't hearing him, and I just started to believe every time I, I spoke for him uh, and I gave a word that I was speaking the word of the Lord and that I was right, and my, my accuracy went up. I just stopped, I didn't allow doubt in my heart or in my mind to block me from being able to, to speak to people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still got things wrong, but I, I've gotten things wrong, and then or I've, they've said, no, I don't think that's right. And I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm right. And they're like, oh, you are right. And I'm like, see? <laughs> you even tried to doubt me. You know, like, um, but it's, there's just a confidence that, that the Lord has given me to, to hear from him. And so just practice. Is, is the main thing. It's just keep trying and uh, step out big. You know, if you, if you think you have a little bit, take like, if you've got a half a step of a word, take a step and a half of a word, you know. And, and if you fall flat on your face, apologize and then try again in five minutes. Yeah. Um, you, you had a really cool story about how you just started, you decided that you wanted to be super encouraging. Oh, yeah. So I, w- I went to a, a Baptist Bible college in Grand Rapids, Michigan called Cornerstone, post-Baptist. It wasn't it's technically non-denominational. And I decided one day, I'm, I'm in my room and I go, I'm just going to become the most encouraging human being that I know. And out of that came, I, would, I just walk up to him and be like, Man, that's a cool shirt. 
Thanks, man. Man, you look you got a little trim thing going on. Nice. Man, it looks good on you. Nice teeth. And yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so out of that, like, I, there's so much like this, this is gonna sound new agey. It, there's so much positive energy like from it that I, I started to feel the Lord, and I would start to get like His heart for the people, and I would be able to like actually encourage them. And I'd find out later that they I was encouraging them about something that they were insecure about. And I realized, oh my gosh, I just tapped into the prophetic, and I, my my prophetic just skyrocketed because what is prophecy for? Edification, exhortation, comfort. It's for encouraging people. It's for making people feel better. You know, edification, that's an old school word. It, it means to put a stronger edifice on something, to strengthen the face of it, to make it stronger on, on, on the exterior. And that's what you do when you encourage somebody. You're like, man, you are handsome, way too handsome for your own good. And like, yeah, I am. Woo! Jesus loves me. Look at his face he made. You know, like... And, I'm telling you, the confidence that, that you can give just by being nice to people can, yeah. can actually be some of the most powerful things. Most people, like, you can tell somebody, you're awesome, you can do it, and that's better for them than saying, Jesus has a great plan for you. Oh, great, he has a great, what, can he tell it to me already? And they get all angry. Instead, you tell them, hey, you can do it. Let's, let's figure out a way. The Lord's behind you. Like, the, there's, just give them courage. Indwell courage into them. Encourage them. Yeah, it really, it really does come down to practice. By reason of use, we've trained our senses. That's the Hebrews verse you use. Uh, and, yeah, you just you step out there and you take a bunch of risks, and, and you'll end up really learning um, the difference between just some random thought of your own and the voice of the Lord, there's just a uh, an electric energy to to when like the Lord says something to you, and you'll start to recognize that that's the prophetic. And um, and then there's times where you just open your mouth and you're accidentally prophesying, and it's because you know you're just like him. Um, that happens to Jeremy a lot. I'm just going to brag on him because he won't brag on himself. So many times I've, I've, I've had a conversation with somebody after they've hung out with Jeremy, and they're like, the guy is just overflowing with revelation and, and encouragement, and I feel Jesus. I mean, you just get once you get possessed by the Holy Spirit, which is called the new birth, when you get that, you don't even know when you're being prophetic. And so we, we have this picture of like, being prophetic means, thus saith the Lord. <laughs> and, 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 it's, and it's not like that. Sometimes it's, it's just like, man, you've got to, there's something happening for, for you. Like, I bet, I bet if you did this, da, 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 that's called a word of wisdom. Where it's like, somehow you know how something's going to work, even though there's no way that you can actually know. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you know? I know you know that I know that you know. You can ask for it. Just never stop asking. Even if you happen to become the most prophetic person in Dallas, there's, there's still more. I mean, yeah. I mean, but there's still more. Like, Lord, I, I want even more wisdom and revelation. I want even more of your heart. You just keep asking him and, and believing you'll receive. Any other questions? Any questions on Periscope? Slackers, they're not... Participating. Yeah, yeah. Somebody on either in the room or in, in uh, on Periscope, 
Your birthday is April 17th, and you were born in the 80s. <laughs> I don't see any hands jumping. But what about Periscope? Periscope? That was a great try, man. <laughs> Rocks. Way to go for it. <laughs> yeah, never, never feel like you failed when you give a wrong prophetic word. Never feel like you failed. Um, Jeff's middle name. Doesn't it start with a R? Roy? Rod? Rod? Rodham? Roderick? Roderick? Ro- Rory? I have some rude things I'd like to say that there is, but... <laughs> <laughs> Any other prophetic questions for us? All right. Why don't we do this? Yeah. You're fine. God's never wrong. How come I'm wrong when I prophesy? Because I'm not very good at hearing the Lord. You know, like, th- there's a human element to everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can't hear him perfectly. That's what Paul said. Jeremy quoted it earlier. We know in part, we prophesy in part. And so, um, he is always right. If you really want to get into it, I actually did a teaching about a month ago where I talked about how uh, you can get a revelation, uh, but interpreting it is just as important as getting the revelation because sometimes you can he gives like pure spirit revelation and your brain interprets it and you like try to process it and you get your ideas in there and then you give the word and the lord's like i didn't say that at all but at least you're encouraging so that's good like and so but he knows how to speak to our filters so that we will give a uh, at least partially accurate word um but there's that human element just like if I were to tell you uh, some something to tell my friend across town, you wouldn't tell it perfectly like I would. You wouldn't use the same hand gestures. You wouldn't uh, have as awesome of a beard as I do because you've got a clean-shaven face. And so like they're not going to get the same experience, but they're going to get the the main gist of of what I'm saying. If it's important information, you'll get the right the important stuff. You know. Yeah, uh, there there is like this weird. Um idea that's crept into the church that if if you can't prophesy accurately then you're like you're either a false prophet or just shouldn't say anything well that's a plan from the enemy to get no one to prophesy because we have to practice everything i mean just like you know if there's a you know a 22 year old young man teaching up here and he's stumbling over his words or he says something that's not quite right you don't stone him you just think oh he's just a young teacher he's learning his way but when someone is prophesying wrong the the church used to want to stone him false prophet well why didn't you want to stone the 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 teacher he was growing in his gift or the young evangelist that hasn't gotten anybody saved yet (laughs) false evangelist stone him you're like no, he's still, he's trying, and you're just judging him, and so that's not good either. It's always the enemy's plan to just discourage us. Same thing with healing. You know, you lay hands on 10 people, and none of them get healed. Well, I must not be a healer. I don't have the healing gift. Well, you know, the 37th person that you were going to lay hands on was going to get healed of cancer, and, and, but you gave up because you, you just believed the discouraging lie that you don't have a gift. But really, you're just growing. You're practicing, and you're actually growing in faith. 